0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a crazy revenge story of teaching birds to poop a lot in very specific areas. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I gave a disconnected phone number to an old creep in the nursing home. I'm a 33-year-old female, single. An old guy, 75-year-old male, who shared a room with my dad in the nursing home, always made me feel super uncomfortable. He would look at me inappropriately and ask me for my number several times. He doesn't have dementia, he's just a disgusting old creep that does this to every young female. My dad was discharged yesterday, and when we were leaving, I decided to stick it to him. I went over to him and asked if he would like my number. He said, sure, excitedly. So I wrote down my old number, knowing it had been disconnected, and misspelled my name so he couldn't look for me when I left. Felt so good to see the look on his disgusting face when he got it, because I can only imagine the disappointment he'll get when he tries to call it. I mean, it's already one thing for these old guys to do that kind of thing, but do any of them actually think they have a chance? I guess they're old enough and have been through enough to just decide... Screw it, I don't care how it makes me look, I'm gonna just take that chance anyways. What else do I have left at 75 years old? Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is… wanted official? Got it! This happened at a 24 hour gym in Hong Kong. Since the gym is only staffed for limited hours, the gym goers are expected to do the cleaning and replace the weights after each use of the equipment. This is even written in the terms and conditions. Nonetheless, some of us slip on this rule once in a while. Some because they're too exhausted and forget to do so, while some are just lazy. Usually a reminder from fellow gym members would suffice to make things right. But there came a group of foreigners with two blonde guys and an Asian girl a little more than a week ago. They didn't replace the weights correctly. The plates were randomly arranged on the rack, even though there are numbers on each bar to indicate what weight should be placed there. The weights need to be replaced correctly, I reminded them in a friendly voice, while helping them restore the position of the weights. They nodded and went to the next machine, and I resumed my workout. The next day, the same group showed up again while I was working out, and they picked a chest press bench just in front of me. A couple of minutes later, they left the chest press bench in a mess and went to the dumbbell zone. Hey guys, the weights have to be replaced correctly, I said with a sterner face as I walked to them. The tall blonde guy, let's call him Larry, replied, Do you work here? No, but, I said, but was soon interrupted by Larry with a victorious smirk, then have a nice day. It's a common courtesy to, I tried to reason, but Larry kept dismissing me with, have a nice day. I saw them laughing as I walked away. Maybe they were confident that no staff members would tell them off because most of our fellow citizens barely speak English, plus it's not staffed at the time of our workout, so there's no way to get a staff member to talk to them. Two days later, I went to the gym a bit late and didn't see Larry's group. It was then staffed. I walked into the staff room and there was John and working on some paperwork. I waited until John finished the document he was working on. How may I help you? Asked John plainly. There was a group of people that didn't replace the weights. I told them to, but they wanted a staff member to talk to them." I shrugged. Do you remember when and where they were working out? To my surprise, I sensed a hint of eagerness, if not excitement, in John's voice. I didn't anticipate that they would be willing to deal with these seemingly minor issues. I said two days ago, around 11.30 at the chest press bench, I replied quickly. John made a few quick taps on the computer, looking through the security cameras throughout the gym. A few moments later, he showed me footage on the computer featuring Larry's group. Is this the group? John asked. The eagerness in his voice could hardly be missed this time. Yes, I replied. He said, thank you so much. We'll identify their identity from the membership data and ask the chain they registered in to send them an official reminder, John said. It has been a headache for us to keep having to replace the weights for these people. I never see Larry's group again at the gym after that day. I really do enjoy this revenge, but I wish it was like a little bit more than just, we'll send them a reminder. I mean, any reasonable person that gets a notice from the gym that says, hey, we saw you on the cameras, re-rack your weights, probably would be well-adjusted enough to understand, okay, next time I will. But those people seem to be total jerks with the whole have a nice day, ha 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 thing. Our next story is, ordered 150 plus dollars worth of takeout to never pick it up. So I, 22-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 23-year-old male, went to this all-you-can-eat sushi place two years ago. The food was great, and we usually tip 15% plus, so there were no complaints. We decided to go again today. We walked in, was sat down, and ordered hot tea and started writing what we wanted for the all-you-can-eat. Now, before we arrived, we were looking at the menu online and skimmed and saw some one-star reviews about the chef, who happens to be the owner. We didn't think much of it, since our experience previously went well. Well, once the server dropped off hot tea to our table and picked up our sheet for the all-you-can-eat, she went over to the chef and spoke to him about something, and then he came right over and told us that he cannot serve us sushi, and proceeded to take our menus. We sat there confused, and he proceeded to say something along the lines of, I recognize your faces, you guys complained last time you were here. As I tried to explain that it's been two years since we were here, he just told us the tea is on the house and that was it. We took our time drinking the tea and when we left, I had an idea. I ordered about 10 sushi entrees, specifically stuff that couldn't be put back, that was about $180 online and set it up for takeout. I also added that I tipped 20% of it. It took them about 40 minutes to call us to tell us our sushi was ready. We gave them a quick question is the tea on the house and they hung up honestly it'll probably just go to the other chefs and that one server there was only one working that day but it's still a loss in sale i'm not a very confrontational person so this was a huge win for me another note we checked the reviews when we were home and it turned out the chef was quite prejudiced against asians despite him being asian himself my boyfriend and i are also asian which is probably why he kicked us out for no reason I must admit that I hardly ever eat sushi, but when you say, we went to an all-you-can-eat sushi place, for some reason my mind just goes to, it sounds like you're gambling when you go to a place like that, but like I said, I don't really have sushi all that much anyways, I could be totally wrong. Our next story is, horrible roommate, now almost 30,000 in debt. First, I want to say that this is not my story, it's my best friend's and she gave me permission to share, she's excited to read the comments. So my friend, I'll call her Melissa, 22-year-old female, let an old high school pal, I'll call her Karen, 25-year-old female, move into her house about a year back. She brought along with her her big dog and two-year-old son. Melissa knew this would be a big change, but Karen assured her they were both well-behaved, and she needed a place to stay to get away from her baby daddy, who we later found out was actually a really sweet guy. Problems started almost immediately. The dog ruined Melissa's couch and Karen didn't respect my friend's house. She left trash and food everywhere. Karen constantly invited her baby dad to stay the night despite Melissa saying he wasn't allowed in her house. The dog and Karen tormented Melissa's one-year-old cat to the point where the poor thing never came out anymore. Then to top it off, when Melissa told Karen she had to leave after about 5-6 to months, Karen resorted to verbally abusing Melissa spreading horrible lies to people and it's a small town making fun of medical conditions melissa has and saying incredibly inappropriate and insensitive things about her mother who struggles with alcoholism there's more but let's get to the revenge part melissa went no contact after she kicked karen out fast forward about a month and she receives a call from karen while she's at jfs job and family services office She was asking if she could use Melissa's address for her insurance to save a buck. My friend said absolutely not and that she doesn't appreciate being asked to commit insurance fraud, then hung up. She stewed for a moment and then called back. But she didn't call Karen, she called JFS to report her. Karen apparently used her address anyway and was trying to get out of a bunch of medical bills she had stacked up. She was hit with a 28,000 fine. How did my friend find this out? From Karen's baby daddy. They bonded over this and had started seeing each other. Oops. Anyway, I definitely am glad I'm on Melissa's good side. I think the only issue here is that getting with the baby daddy at least tangentially means that there's at least the memory of Melissa always hanging around. I mean, if this guy is really, really good, go for it, but... For somebody that treated you so awfully and you loved to ditch and leave behind, probably sucks to have a reminder of her probably popping up relatively often in your own partner. This next story is short and fun revenge on an English teacher. Disclaimer: This is lighthearted and fun, so hopefully it cheers someone up on a bad day. This happened almost 20 years ago, but another post reminded me of it, so feel free to point and laugh at mistakes. Just to start off, I got along great with his teacher in question, Mr. O. He was awesome but also a smart butt. Unfortunately, so am I. One day after handing in a book report, the grade I got back was less than I thought it should be, as I put a lot of work into it. When I asked Mr. O about it, he replied something along the lines of, It wasn't up to your usual standards. So we knocked some points off. I still passed it, but it bugged me. I get now he was trying to push me to do my best, but... It irked me. Then test time came, and for our English exam we had one hour to submit a 250 word exam on the teacher's choice of subject. Mr. O was and always had been a huge superhero comics fan, so he tasked us to write an exam on what would happen if we suddenly developed superpowers. He then looked at me and said something to the effect of, I expect great things from you all, get going. Most of the other people in the class wrote the standard sort of fair, but I decided to cheat Mr. O out of the story he wanted. I knew he was looking forward to my story, as he had come to enjoy the extra creative flair I always used to put in for an epic story. Instead, I wrote a story about being a balding 40-year-old mechanic who one day accidentally kept starting fires. I made this the most compelling and funny story I had ever written and was the first to hand it in. When the results came back, he conceded it was one of the funniest things he had read and had even shown the other teachers, who pressured him into giving me extra credit for it. For those not in South Australia, SACE is basically the culmination of high schooling here. It's basically two weeks of exams before graduation. Honestly, some would say that looking at what happened here? and, like, how universally raved about your second essay was, some would say that they did the right thing by downgrading the first one because it really fueled you to create some kind of creative piece. You were trying to essentially almost maliciously comply, and although you didn't give them what you thought they wanted, you actually ended up giving them more. Our next story is How I Got My Revenge on a Perv. This story is about my petty revenge on a customer who touched me inappropriately the last time I saw him. For context, I give massages and live in a warm country where people often hug people they know as a form of greeting. This client often flashes his Johnson and scratches it while I'm giving him a massage. I usually pretend not to see it and carry on with my work. The last time he hugged me before leaving the massage parlor, he got a little too close to me, robbing a certain area on mine and allowed his hands to find their way down. I was furious but remained professional and pushed him out. So let's start with the petty revenge. My guess was that he'd be behaving inappropriately and that his groin and adductors would be the area to focus on. So I got my strongest type of tiger balm and used it on the adductors as the first thing when he got on the bed. Here's what happened. As expected, he went down there several times with his hand and spread the ointment over his jewels. This thing literally feels like pepper spray when it's applied to the thick skin, neck, armpits, bikini area, and certain area, people who eat chili know they should not go to the toilet or rub their eyes after cutting it. And it's the same kind of thing that happens. And he did it to himself. I was laughing inwardly like a psycho when it happened. I just gave him some wipes to clean himself up and told him to stop rubbing it in as his hands were full of the balm and he'd be rubbing it in even more. I hope the message was clear and he won't do the same thing to me in the future or I'll add some Tabasco to the massage oil too. Honestly, I think they probably would rather just not show up, and I hope for OP's sake that they don't. Because to me, it doesn't sound like they're really there for the massage, it sounds like they're there for something entirely different. So if you give them enough reason to not expect that extra disgusting stuff going on, they probably just won't return, I hope. Or they'll demand a different massage therapist. Our next story is The Case of the Caffeine Conundrum. My ultimate petty revenge on the office coffee thief. Hey fellow redditors, gather around and let me regale you with a tale of my triumph over an office coffee thief. Strap in folks because this is one petty revenge story you won't want to miss. Picture this, a seemingly normal workplace, complete with a typical blend of water cooler gossip, stapler wars, and the eternal struggle for control over the office thermostat. But lurking among us was a shadowy figure, the coffee thief. Dun dun dun! now i consider myself a peaceful coffee lover my mornings depend on that sweet elixir to keep me sane and let's be honest avoid turning into a full-blown office monster but this sneaky bandit had been stealing my coffee beans leaving me stranded in the wasteland of decaf despair enough was enough it was time to concoct my revenge and i had just the plan i dusted off my chemistry skills thank you high school and decided to create a potion so diabolically petty that even a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times shakespeare would be impressed i spent countless nights experimenting with various substances and concoctions my kitchen turned into a mad scientist's laboratory and my cat gave me judgmental stares from atop the fridge but after several hilarious mishaps involving exploding coffee mugs and foam-filled mishaps i finally stumbled upon my masterpiece the bewitched brew This magical blend was an amalgamation of habanero pepper, wasabi, and a dash of jalapeno extract. Oh yes, it was going to be spicy. I carefully prepared my trap, blending the fiery elixir into a seemingly innocent bag of my freshly ground coffee beans. The coffee thief was in for a rude awakening. The next morning, the office buzzed with anticipation as I left my precious bait in the communal kitchen. I made sure to sprinkle some innocent glitter on the counter, just for added flair. As I sat at my desk, I couldn't help but giggle like a mischievous squirrel. Sure enough, moments later, I heard a shriek from the kitchen. It was the coffee thief, falling victim to my vengeful concoction. The poor soul had unwittingly brewed a cup of lava and had taken a gulp straight from the devil's mug. The coughing, the wheezing, the dramatic gasping for breath... It was music to my ears. The best part? The coffee thief never knew who was behind the devilish brew. They had only themselves to blame. It was the perfect blend of petty and anonymous revenge. Just the way I like it. From that day forward, the office coffee supplies remained untouched. The coffee thief had learned their lesson and I basked in the satisfaction of a victory well-earned. Plus, the entire office became mysteriously obsessed with the glitter I had left behind. Who knew a little sparkle could brighten everyone's day so my dear readers let this tale of triumph inspire you don't let the coffee thieves of the world get away with their caffeinated crimes get creative embrace your inner mad scientist and remember that sometimes the most satisfying victories are the pettiest ones disclaimer the author of this post does not condone the use of spicy substances or glitter as a mean of revenge this story is purely for entertainment purposes. If you find yourself in a similar situation, please consider resolving conflicts through open communication and the responsible use of passive-aggressive sticky notes. Yeah, what OP did here is definitely what well, may the next step after the passive-aggressive sticky notes. A lot of times you'll hear these stories of people in this situation in the office where they don't even regard the sticky notes. In fact, they'll get to the kitchen and they'll just find the sticky note crumpled up on the counter. At some point, maybe he just got to spice things up. Now you'd be in real trouble though, if they happened to somehow end up liking it. Our next story is, wanna charge us extra for something that didn't happen? Have fun with your reviews tanking. This happened a few years ago. My girlfriend at the time, now wife, and I used to vacation in Asheville, booking cabins through a rental company. She grew up there and loved it. Plus she had friends and family in the area that we would visit while there. One of the rules the company had was that no extra guests were allowed to stay overnight or there would be a fee. This rule never bothered us, as we never planned on having that, but we did invite a couple of my girlfriend's friends over to hang out for a little while. They got there around 7-8 to and stayed until about 11pm before heading home. We finished the trip, had a great time, and went home thinking all was good. A couple days after we got home, I got an email from a woman in the rental company who claimed that their maintenance guy saw that we had people stay over and that we were being charged an extra $200 for breaking occupancy rules. Next came a back and forth between her and I where I told them no one stayed overnight and that they left around 10.30-11pm. But she claimed to me that occupancy is anyone being in the cabin at all, which made no sense. I looked up the legal definition of occupancy, which did not side with her. But she told me it didn't matter and they would charge me the extra 200. Cue the revenge! Between my girlfriend and I, we got about 8 people with 20 different Google accounts all leaving 1-star reviews on the company's Google page. This took their rating of around 4.4 all the way down to the mid 3 stars. It was a local company. Well, someone higher up must have gotten wind of this, and they knew exactly who did it. Within a couple of hours, I got several emails from the original woman and her supervisor apologizing for the misunderstanding and asking how they could get us to take down the bad reviews. After telling them it was clearly not a misunderstanding, I told them to kick rocks, since they wanted to treat us that way. And long story shorter than it could be, we ended up getting an offer of 200 off our next visit if we took the reviews down. And they obviously refunded me that extra 200 plus another 100 off that stay. Karen, I hope you understand what occupancy means now if you still have a job. Whatever company this is, this is just right in line with like what you're seeing with Airbnbs nowadays. On social media, I'll see all the time these ridiculous fees and also ridiculous expectations that you have to follow during your stay. Like, make sure you wipe down every countertop and every cabinet and sweep every room and clean the bathtub just before you go, or else we'll charge you another $150 for cleaning and maintenance. It's like, shoot, you might as well just go stay in a hotel anyways. Our next story is, move my bike, I'll keep moving yours. I live in a mildly to medium run-down apartment complex with a small paved backyard where tenants park their bikes in a wild and uncontrolled manner. The backyard is lined with a couple of garages that can be rented. They were originally meant for cars, but are only used for storage. Because it's almost impossible to navigate cars into them due to the shape and size of the backyard, one of the garages was abandoned a couple of years ago and promptly claimed by the cyclists. It's obviously not a great solution because the only good spots in the garage are front left or front right. The bikes in the back are hard to get to and the ones that are in the front center get pushed over a lot. However, the garage spots are the only ones not exposed to rain, therefore they get piled up in there. I also park my bicycle in the garage and for the reasons stated above, get excited when one of the coveted front side spaces is free. This was the case a couple of weeks ago. Naturally, it tickled me a bit when I found my bike had been moved to the center the next day and another bike was in my spot. I put it down to someone moving my bike to get their bike from the back of the garage and them not returning my bike to its spot, and someone else claiming the now free spot. That's how things go in the garage, it's life. As you probably guessed by the title, this was not actually a mistake though. I realized this in the following days and weeks when my now enemy's bike kept appearing in the same spot on the front right wall of the garage. Until then, all of us other tenants were just passive-aggressively cohabiting. Sure, now and then a bike got manhandled in the process of freeing another one, but this person was no longer on the defensive, this person was on the offensive. I got to test my theory a couple of weeks later when they had temporarily vacated their self-claimed spot by parking my bike there. Sure enough, when I came back, my bike was moved to the center again, and theirs was back in the wall spot. I find this to be unacceptable. That's not how you precariously cohabitate, that's how you start fights. They're not even reserving their spot with a towel, as is famously the manner of my people, at least with sunbeds. No, they're taking this to the next level, luring people in with the sight of a free prime position, and then sneakily attacking from the shadows. Well, 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 I might be on the short side of short and not so strong, but I can lift some bikes if I have a worthwhile cause, and this is it. The thief of the bike spots now finds their bike anywhere but on the front right side of the garage. I make sure that my bike's nowhere near their spot though, so they don't suspect me. They're not on to me yet. I feel like at some point if this person was so insistent on keeping that spot for their bike and their bike only. At some point maybe they would just like hang around and try to watch to find out who is moving their bike. I also wonder how long this is going to go on for, like how long would that person be petty enough to continue trying to put their bike there despite it getting moved every single time before either person quits. Our next story is, didn't tell my manager about my upcoming time off. Manager's been out with some BS or other for nearly two weeks for the third time this year. I'm really getting sick of learning that they're sick or their kids are sick or their cat is sick or whatever half an hour into my shift. We were a two person kitchen. This person has become extremely comfortable with dumping their workload on me last minute. Thursday before last, I told them I had to leave early that day or miss a class and they were out the door sick with a stomach ache not even 20 minutes later. But whatever, all this is doing is making our boss's impression of them worse and when they're already in hot water for inaccurate numbers and being months behind on paperwork. Anyways, I booked a full week off with the person in charge of scheduling it and cleared it with the person in charge of finances. Manager can find out when I don't show up on the 20th. I'll be about 600 miles away by then. This person definitely just clearly got way too comfortable with the idea that they can just take a few days off here and there. The thing is though, are they well off? Do they not need the money that they can afford to miss every other day it feels like? This next story is, don't show up on time, enjoy twice the amount of work. So I, 24 year old female, work overnights at a hotel. Mostly my job consists of sitting at the desk and scrolling Reddit until I start paperwork and breakfast. Important to note, my shift ends at 7am. As I type this, it's 7.20am. We have this one girl who works mornings and I can't stand her. Without fail, every time she is my relief, I am at work typically 40 minutes to an hour past 7am. She's lazy and just doesn't care about anyone else's time or the fact that I've been at work since 11pm. Her typical excuse is that she can't drop her kid off at school until 7.30, which is totally understandable except for the fact that it's summer, and her kid goes to a program that has drop-off starting at 6.45am. So where is she for that extra hour? No clue, but she always shows up with coffee and breakfast. Now, normally when I make breakfast, I'm very organized and clean. I wash dishes as I go, wipe up any mess I make, prep trays of extra breakfast to throw in the oven as needed. I try to make life as easy as possible for the next shift. But this girl oh no sweetie you can guarantee that that kitchen looks like a tornado blew through it i'm using a new spoon every time leaving messes where they fall and you can bet your butt i'm not soaking those nasty egg pans you want to make me late going home enjoy spending most of your shift scraping dried gravy and pancake batter off every surface in that kitchen and don't forget to make a new batch of everything because ain't no way in heck I'm even trying up biscuits for you. I think this is a situation where it's okay to be a little bit of a snitch and tell the bosses, this person is slacking so hard. This person is consistently showing up late. You know, you just put your foot down and say, I have appointments. I have responsibilities. I can't wait around for this person who can't show up on time to let me leave. What is the boss going to say back to you? Tough luck? Tough luck? I mean, maybe it's time to start looking for a different place to work in that situation. Our next story is Porta Potty Updates. I have a person and family in my life that are pure scum. They have made it to a point to dox and start crap with a very good friend of mine. It dawned on me how nasty Porta Potties are, so naturally taking into consideration how crappy these people have made my friends life, I decided to take matters into my own hands. I had stickers made up and put their phone numbers on them so people can complain about the condition of these porta potties. Every porta potty I come across gets one. I also happen to work in a field that requires the regular use of these. Needless to say, I come across many porta potties and now they will too. I love the idea of turning this family's phone number into a porta potty complaint line. I mean, just imagine the kinds of people that have to end up calling a porta potty complaint line, imagine the details that are trying to be shared over the phone. It reeks. This next story is, two co-workers fed birds indoors where I work and the birds kept pooping on my desk. When I respectfully asked them to stop, their response was, we've been feeding these birds for 30 years, we're not going to stop now. Fair enough, I consider this my green light to go on ahead and take the low road i google search what do birds in my home state like to eat turns out it's black sunflower seeds i proceed to buy a three pound bag of the seeds online and bide my time next thing you know it's the thursday before memorial day weekend 2019 and one of the guys says he can't wait for the three day weekend so i take this as my cue to bring the seeds in the next day i wait 10 minutes after everybody punched out and dumped all three pounds in the work truck they shared. I was giddy in anticipation of their F-350 interior looking like a Jackson Pollock. I'd love to say their seed covers looked like the top of a hostess cupcake, but those gosh darn birds ate all the seeds and neglected to poop in the work truck instead, instead proceeding to crab bomb the forklift I had to use as they had built a nest directly above it. Hoisted on my own petard. Those birds are smarter than you give them credit for. A lot of birds remember people. A lot of birds are very well aware of what space they're in. Some birds can even have grudges against people and others be their favorites. It was a really good idea, but it relied a little too much on hoping that the birds would just essentially let loose just wherever. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left